And uh, while I preach this morning, I want you to think about the goodness of the Lord. Ruth chapter 2, let's begin to read in verse 1. And the Bible said, And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said, go un, and she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. And then said Boaz uh, unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitess damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now that she tarried a little in the house. And then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. And then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thy eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, It is fully being showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the, day, since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother in the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knowest, knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Then she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for that thou hast comforted me, and for thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaid, though I be not like unto one of thine handmaids. Boaz said unto her at mealtime, Come thou hither, and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and he reached her parched corn, and she did eat, and was sufficed, and left. And when she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean, even among the sheaves, and reproach her not. And let fall some of the handfuls of purpose for her, and leave them, that she may glean them, and rebuke her not. So she gleaned in the field until even, and beat out the, that she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up, and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. And she brought forth and gave to her that she had reserved after she was sufficed. And her mother-in-law said unto her, Where hast thou gleaned today, and where wroughtest thou? Blessed be he that did take knowledge of thee. And she showed her mother-in-law with whom she had wrought, and said, The man's name with whom I wrought today is Boaz. And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord who hath not left off his kindness 
to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near of kin, uh, near of kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. You can be seated this morning. Lord, we sure do love you today. Thank you for allowing us to be here. And uh, Lord, we thank you for the, the book of Ruth and the story that's contained in it uh, that we find grace and we find mercy here. And Lord, we ask today that if there's one lost that's never been saved, I pray they'd come to know you as their Savior. Lord, I pray today that you'd open hearts to the receiving of the word, that Lord, that uh, you'd do something in these folks' hearts today that I cannot do. And that, Lord, when we leave here, we'll leave out of here better than what we come in and be ready to serve you. But while we preach for just a little while, would you please anoint us afresh? And, Lord, don't let me do nothing in myself. But, Lord, I really believe this is the message for the hour. I pray you'd help us while we preach for a little while. Help the one that needs help. Thank you for it all. Save that sinner's nearest tale. For all this in your name, we do pray. Amen and amen. Uh, you study the book of Ruth, you find in chapter 1, you'll find a man by the name of Elimelech and his wife Naomi went down into the land of Moab uh, during when there was a famine in the land. And uh, to be honest with you, they should have, I don't believe they should have ever went down to Moab uh, during that time. I mean, they left Bethlehem, Judah, which means the house of bread. Uh, they left there and the Bible said they just went down there to sojourn. Uh, but when you look in the next few verses, it said that they continued there for 10 years. They went to sojourn, which simply means to pass through, but yet they continued there 10 years. I'm determined there's some people that uh, intend only to miss church for one Sunday, but before they turn around, uh, uh, they're, they're not sojourning anymore. Uh, uh, they've quit and give up, uh, and they've left home, and they ain't somewhere where they need to be. And so by the time it all falls out, they've got Chilion and Malon, which is their, their sons, and they've married Moabitish women while they're down there. Uh, uh, and that's always the fear that you got to have, uh, is when you get away from God, uh, that your children are going to be further away from God than you ever were. Amen. Uh, listen, I mean, Limelech and Naomi, they're still married, uh, but now their children has taken women uh, uh, and that of a strange country, which they were not to do. Uh, but we find right here that during the time uh, uh, in chapter 1 you'll find that uh, Naomi's husband Elimelech or two sons uh, uh, they died down there in the land of Moab uh, uh, and I would hate to die in a strange country. I'd hate to die and that away from God. And, uh, and so what happens is after they die and she's left by herself and her two daughter-in-laws, uh, uh, most of you know the story, uh, they hear that there's bread back in Bethlehem, Judah, the famine's over with and she gets ready to go back, Naomi does, uh, and she's going to send her two daughter-in-laws uh, uh, and that back to their home. And Panana goes back, uh, uh, but Ruth would not go back. Ruth would not leave uh, uh, Naomi. She wanted her to go back. Uh, she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people uh, and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee uh, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. And thy people shall be my people. And thy God, my God. I'm going to tell you, uh, I, I don't know if Ruth knew what she was saying, but boy, she said a mouthful right there. 
Well, when she said, I'm going to go back with you, I, I, no matter what happens, I'm going with you, I, and I want your God I, to be my God. I have no doubt in 10 years uh, that Naomi had told these girls uh, about the God of Israel uh, and what he could do. Amen. And I believe, I believe Ruth uh, knew there was something special about the God of Israel, but she loved Naomi. And so she's going to come back with Naomi. And by the time Naomi comes into town, they said, is this Naomi, which means pleasant and beautiful? They didn't even recognize her. And she said, don't call me Naomi, but call me Mara, for the Lord hath dealt very bitterly with me. And boy, she comes back. She went away. The Bible said that, that, that she said she went away full, but come back empty. I'm going to tell you, if you get away from God, that's the way you're going to go out. You're going to go out full, thinking that you're in a famine. But you're going to go out full, but you're going to have to come back home empty. And she said, the Lord's dealt very bitterly with me. But I want to show you the grace of the Lord right here, starting in chapter 2, that we read. Now we get a little, a little introduction of about what's to happen uh, in, in, in verse 1. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth of the family of Elimelech. Now it's just going to be just so by chance, if you believe that... I, uh, then, then I, I, I wouldn't trust that. I know that the Bible said her hap was a light on the part of the field uh, belonging unto Boaz. But I believe God got involved in that thing. I'll be honest with you, I believe that he did. I, I believe that when she goes out, I, I believe that God uh, uh, was involved in this thing. And, and you have to understand when you look at this chapter, uh, uh, we, we see such a, a great uh, a great love uh, and that of grace that is shown under uh, Ruth. When, when I read this and look at this, I see that there was no reason for Boaz to do what he done. All he had to do was let her glean in the corner of his fields uh, and that was it. And you know what? God really didn't have to do nothing for us. But yet he's done a lot for us. And, and I want to preach on that thought uh, on ain't God good. And what I find in this chapter right here uh, that when I see how good Boaz uh, uh, was the Ruth, uh, I see how good Christ Jesus has been to me. And every one of us sitting in here may think that we've had it hard uh, over times and we have. As, as far as life goes, no doubt life has hard knocks. Uh, it has trouble. But at the end of the day, if you're saved, you can say God's been good to me. And that's what I want to look at today on ain't God good. First of all, number one, I, I want you to look at the position of Ruth. She's come from a foreign country uh, into a land that she didn't know nothing about. Uh, uh, but here she is, and you know what she is? She's poor. Her and Naomi have come back. They ain't got nothing, uh, and she's poor. And she tells Naomi, I'm going to go out, and I'm going I'm to reap uh, in whosoever's field, uh, in whose side I shall find what? Grace. Grace is that unmerited favor uh, uh, that, that nobody has to give uh, and that Christ Jesus certainly didn't have to give uh, and Boaz didn't either. 
But I looked at this and I thought about the shape that she was in. They come back and they ain't got nothing. And I don't know what she knew about the law. I don't know about any of that. I know what Leviticus and Deuteronomy told us. I said, when you reap your harvest of your land, you shall not really not wholly reap the corners of thy field, neither shalt thou gather the cleanings of thy harvest, and thou shalt not glean thy vineyard, neither shalt thou gather every grape of thy vineyard. Thou shalt Lead them for the poor and the stranger. I am the Lord your God. You know what he told me? He said, when you, when you go to the, the vineyard, when you go to the field, uh, if you drop some, don't pick it up. Don't, don't get everything uh, that's in your field that the poor uh, uh, can come through and get what they need to survive. And so here she is. She was just going to get something to survive. You know, when I got saved, uh, I was going to get something to survive. I just wanted something uh, to make it through. I just wanted something to get me through uh, and back to heaven. I, I just wanted to survive. Not die and go to hell. I, I just wanted to survive. And you know, that's all Ruth went to get was something to survive. And so here she is. I can imagine she gets out and she goes that morning and she's looking for a field to start with. Let me tell you, there was more than one field for her to light on. There was more than one field for her to stop at. Ah, but boy, the Bible said right here that it was her hat to light on a part of the field belonging to Boaz. I'm glad that night that boy I landed in the right spot. I'm glad I was in the right place at the right time. I'm telling you, I believe some people miss the Lord coming by to speak to their heart because they're in the wrong place at the wrong time. I do know God can talk to you anywhere. I know that. I, I realize that. But I'm telling you, when you'll get your heart in the right place and get you in the right place, do you know that there's a better chance you'll hear from God when you go to church than if you don't go to church? Amen. I'm determined that's why some people don't want to go to church. They're afraid they'll hear from God. I'm determined that's why some people uh, don't want to go to church. It's because they're afraid they're going to get under conviction uh, and God's going to bother them about some things in their life. But here she was. Here Ruth is. She's got herself uh, in the right place. She's went out. Don't, she probably don't know that she's in the right place. Uh, uh, but here she is. She's just going to get something uh, and that to eat. She's just going to work uh, and get what she needs to get by that her and Naomi uh, might, be able to, uh, might be able to get by. I want you to look what it said about Boaz. said he was a mighty man of wealth. Boy, she landed in the right spot, didn't she? She didn't land on a poor man's field. She landed on a rich man's field. That pays off. I'm glad, friend, that night that I got saved, I, I didn't land on a poor man's field. I landed on a rich man's field. And I, and I didn't realize, hey, I'm going to be honest with you, I've told you all this, so, so for y'all that don't know, I, listen, the night that I got saved, I wasn't looking for God, I, but He sure enough come looking for me. And I didn't know everything I was getting when I got saved. I, I, and I still don't know everything that I got. I know more now than I did then. I, I, but all I wanted I, I was to know that I was saved. That's all I wanted to know. I know that I was lost and I needed to get saved. And all I know to do was go ask him. But I want you to look right here. I want you to look. So we find out that she's poor. She ain't got nothing. She can't, she can't help herself. But I want you to look right here. Number two, look who took notice of her. She goes in to reap. She goes to get what she thinks that she's needing. But in verse 5, then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, whose damsel is this? So he noticed her out in that field. 
He noticed that, that she was uh, maybe somebody that he hadn't seen before. Uh, maybe, maybe she looked different. Uh, uh, maybe she was dressed. I don't know what she looked like or what she was dressed like. But I know this, that Boaz, when he seen her, wanted to know who she was. Reckon Boaz had ever asked that question about anybody else? I don't know. The Bible don't tell us whether he did or that he didn't. But I know this, that when, when he got the answer, I said it's that Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi. Said, said, he went over to her and said, I pray you, uh, let, this is what she said, let me glean and gather the reapers I, uh, I, and, and hath continued even from morning until now and she had tarried a little in the house. Then in verse 8, then Boaz said, uh, that Boaz unto Ruth, hearest thou not my daughter? Go, go, go not to glean in another field, and neither go from hence, but abide, abide fast uh, by, by my maidens. He took notice of her. He seen her. What do you think the Lord thought when he seen you? I'm serious. I, I, I kind of, I, I, I tell you, I, and, I, and I'm going to do what Mitchell says sometimes. I'm going to preach between the lines here for just a second. I, I don't know what Boaz thought about Ruth. I don't know. But I almost think he looked at her and he was struck on her. I don't know. You know something, and I say this all the time, the Lord didn't get anything when he got us. But boy, he got struck on us. You think about that for just a second. He got struck on us because he was willing to come and go to Calvary and die for us. Why? Because he loved us. I mean, the Bible tells that, but God commended his love toward us and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We wasn't no good, wasn't worth nothing, still ain't worth nothing today. I, I, but my soul friend, I believe that Jesus Christ, when he looked down from heaven, loved us more than we could ever love him and he come for us. I believe that when he looked at Ruth, he was struck on her. I do. I really believe that. Oh, by the way, I should have told you this at the beginning. This is one of the greatest types you'll ever see of a Gentile sinner getting in right here. One of the greatest types. But let me say this. You know why Ruth got in? You know why that Gentile sinner got in? Because, because Naomi was in a black sudden condition. You know why I mean you got in? Israel got in a black sudden condition. And by the time you get to the end of this book, who's it talking about at the very end? At the very end of the book, who's it talking about again? Talking about Naomi. It's not talking about Ruth. It's talking about Naomi again. Guess who it's all going to be about at the end of this thing? He's going to put Israel back in, friend. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But anyway, that's just a side note. That's just a side note. But listen. I want you to look, he noticed her. This mighty man of power, this mighty man of wealth that did not have to notice this little Moabitish girl out there, this Moabitish damsel, he didn't have to recognize her. He didn't even have to realize she was in the field. But he did. Jesus didn't even have to recognize us. Didn't even have to know we were in the field, but he did. Boy, when he came, you know what? He goes over to her. Ain't you glad the Lord come to you? I mean, he, got, he went over to her uh, uh, and began to talk to her uh, uh, and began to tell her, said, look, uh, uh, don't go anywhere else. Uh, uh, you just abide right here. Don't go nowhere. <laughs> I heard a preacher preaching the other day. He was talking about getting saved. And uh, he said, man, 
He said, I was in such bad shape. He said, I was 21 years old. He said, I already been to Vietnam and back at 21 years old. And he said, I was so tired of life at 21. And, and he said, he said uh, my wife said, said, he said she was two years pregnant. That's what he said. He said, she's about this big. And he said, we decided we're going to go to church. He said, I had took everything that I could take. And he said, when we got to church that morning, he said, that preacher came out there, said he's just a young boy, said he had just took that church, how, how the old preacher had left, and he, and he said when he come out, he was looking for a suspect when he come out. And said, he found me. And he said he kept preaching and preaching out of John 3, only except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And he said that finger got about 15 feet long and was poking me in the nose. And he said I couldn't take it no more and I had to get up in the middle of preaching and come and get saved. And he said that old preacher, said he, he said he looked at me and looked at the crowd and said just hold on a minute. I'll be right back. And I reckon he went down there and led that old boy to the Lord. When God comes to where you are, It'll, it'll do something in your heart and in your life. I remember when he came to where I was. Now, listen, I can't tell a story about like that preacher did, but I can tell you on that Sunday night that God bothered my heart and I realized I was lost and I come and knelt at an altar on this side of the church and asked Jesus to save me. I can tell you all about that. And you know what? My testimony is just as good as that other preacher's is. Amen. Amen. And yours is too if you're saved this morning. But here it is. Here it is. He comes to Ruth where she is. And he says, listen, I want you right here. Don't go anywhere else. Boy, ain't you glad when you got saved, he comes to you and says, I want you right here. Don't go anywhere else. Don't go anywhere else. I want you to look at something. I, 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 I begin to look at this and see everything that Ruth got out of here. And... You know what he done? He, he gave her a place. Because he said in verse 9, He said, Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. He said, Don't go anywhere else. You stay in this field. I said, You stay where they're reaping at. He said, the young men will not touch you. They'll not bother you. Uh, and when you need something to drink, uh, you just go get something to drink. You find on down through here what Boaz said to her. After, And I'll come back and deal with some things. In verse 14, And Boaz said unto her at mealtime, Come thou hither and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and he reached her parched corn, and she did eat, and was sufficed, and left. And when she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and reproach her not, and let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her, and leave them, that she may glean them, and rebuke her not. You know, you know what Boaz done for her? First of all, he, he made her as one of his. He said, you follow after my handmaidens. You go in the field that they're reaping. You drink of my water and you eat at my table. 
You know what Christ Jesus done for us? Made us one of his. I think about Mephibosheth uh, in 2 Samuel chapter 9 when David said, Is there not somebody that I can show uh, kindness to of the house of Saul? I, I, and they said, There's Mephibosheth down in the land of Lodibar, uh, one of Jonathan's sons. And by the time it was all said and done, uh, and David brought him back and restored to him all of Saul's land uh, and everything that belonged to him. But here's what he said. Uh, but Mephibosheth shall eat bread uh, at my table continually. You know what David done? He made Mephibosheth as one of his own sons. And you know what, you know what uh, uh, Boaz is doing right now? He's making Ruth one his. He said, you just, you come and go. You work in my field. You eat of my bread. Drink of my water. And these young men will not bother you. I, I, want, I want you to understand something. Uh, uh, friend, right now, uh, uh, she's the same uh, uh, as a servant. Right? I mean, she, she's not got married yet, okay? She's the same uh, uh, as a servant, but now he's taking care of her. Says, and, and don't go into another field. Best thing me and you can do is not go into another field. Stay separated out of somebody else's field and stay in his field. One, we need to stay separated out of this world and that in serving Christ and stay, and stay faithful to Him. As a matter of fact, when you read the latter part of chapter 2, Naomi even tells her that. Said, don't you be found in some other man's field. Said, you, be, you just go and do what He said to do. But I thought about this. In, in that field, in Boaz's field, there was found what? Safety? Because he told them young men not to bother her. He said, have I not commanded young men not to touch you? And by the way, let me say this. As I looked at this and seen this, I, uh, listen, he had already done that ahead of time before he ever went and talked to Ruth. He said, have I not commanded the young men to do this? He had already been thinking about her and what he was going to do for her. Right? You know, the Lord thought about you long before you ever thought about him. He was already thinking about Ruth and how he could help her and how he could bless her. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Don't, don't, don't be found in another man's field. Why? There's protection in the Lord's field. You want to serve the Lord? You saved and want to serve the Lord? Serve Him. Man, go serve Him. Work for Him. Do for Him everything that you can. But not only was there protection there, but serving in... Boaz's field, there was plenty. What do you mean there was plenty? Well, for one, he said, he said, you go drink of my water and said, you go eat at my table. And he said, you, you can have what you want. I'm going to take care of you. Don't the Lord take care of us. Has the Lord not took care of you? I, I mean, the Bible says over there at one point that, that it's the angel of the Lord that encampeth about those that fear Him uh, uh, and He delivereth them. Hey, listen, it's God that protects us, but it's God that provides for us. A lot of people, and I, I know that I'm... I, a lot of people, they, all they want to do is sit at the house and want God to provide for them. 
It really don't work that way. Now, I'm glad God can make provision even when there's nothing we can do. I get that. I understand that. But notice for her to get what she needed, she was going to have to go glean in the field. I mean, if you want to see the blessings of God in your life, you can sit on the pew and do nothing, but I'm going to guarantee you, you probably ain't going to see God move a whole lot. I mean, that's why, that, that, what was it in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians over there uh, in chapter 9 when Paul is talking about taking up uh, uh, for the poor saints, he's coming by uh, and he's going to collect. He said, you all said a year ago, in 2 Corinthians 9, he said a year ago you were going to give. Now we're going to come and take up for that. In 2 Corinthians 9, he said this, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, he which soweth bountifully shall, shall reap also bountifully. Do you know that literally was dealing with money? That, that chapter, that, that verse is literally dealing with money. But you know it works in everything, ain't it? A lot of people, they, they want to do a little and have the Lord bless them a lot. But, but he that soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly, and he that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. I believe the more you'll serve the Lord, the more he'll bless you. I believe that with all my heart. Hey, listen, I'm living proof of that. I've got more now than I've ever had physically. I, I fought my battles. I'm still fighting battles. And you say, preach, it's not all wrapped up. It's, I get that it's not all wrapped up in stuff. But for one, he does come by and help me Spiritually, thank God for that. It helps me mentally. Praise God for that. I'd have done lost my mind a long time ago. Amen. But he does bless his people physically. I mean, I don't know how else you can see it or say it. It's everything that I've got is because of him. He takes care of me. And I try to take care of his business. Listen. Look at what it says right here. Why, why, why did Boaz do what he done? Well, one, he seen her. But two, he found out about her. In verses 11 and 12, said, If then fully showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, unto whose wings thou art come to trust. I mean, he, he was not only blessing her because he, he saw her, and I believe he was struck on her, but it's because of what she done. Now, we're not saved because of what we're done. We're, we're going to deal with redemption here in a minute. But listen, for the child of God... It does matter what we do. It does matter about our service in the field and in His field. You need to be serving. I need to be serving. I mean, what did Jesus say over that? Uh, the laborers, the, 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 the field is white to harvest, but the laborers are few. But notice what He done. He saw her and He began to provide for her. He said, you go drink my water and, and eat of to my table. Now I'm talking about ain't God good. What did, she, what did she go to look for? Literally, what did she go to look for? After him in whose sight I shall find grace. And Boaz said, I, I'm going to let you drink my water and eat at my table. These young men will not bother you. I'll protect you and take care of you. 
But then in verse 15 it says, Boaz commanded his young men saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves and reproach her not. And let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her. And leave them that she may glean them and rebuke her not. Do, do you know what the word handful means? So a preacher, it means this. And literally, it does. You look in Webster's 18.28. He says at one point, he talks about what it means is how much you can get in your hand. One of the other definitions that Webster gives uh, is as much, you know what he says? As much as the arms will embrace. We're talking about carrying sheaves out of there. We're talking about carrying bundles of barley and corn. We're, we're just not talking about getting a stalk here and a stalk there and an ear here and an ear there. These boys are gathering it all up and they're carrying it like this. And you know what? And you know what Boaz is saying to them boys? When, when you're going out through there and you're going back to the wagon, I, I said, as you go along the way, I, I drop some of it. As a matter of fact, he said, drop some handfuls I, I, on the way. Scatter it all the way up through here. And scatter it all the way back down through there. And let her come in where the good is, where the good sheaves are. And let her come among you and let her get all that she wants to get. He's feeding her at his table. Giving her water to drink. And now he's blessing her in his field. Ain't God good? Hadn't the Lord fed us at His table, watered us from His drink, and then now serving in His field, giving us more than we could ever imagine. All is a servant. Them handfuls of purpose. You know, the Bible said it's the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich, and He hath no sorrow with it. All because she is willing to go to work, and she wanted grace. She said, wherever I can go find some grace, that's what I want. I'm glad that night I got saved, I found grace. How about you? Have you ever found grace and experienced grace? My soul, I'm telling you, Ruth, didn't know what was going on because when she came over there, she asked that question in verse 10. When she bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes? I've got that underlined in my Bible. Can I ask you something? Do you ever feel like Ruth? I do. I'll be honest with you. I, I feel like Ruth all the time. I, I wonder why I found grace. Why did he extend grace, his unmerited favor, his love toward me, by the very fact that I can eat at his table and drink his water, and then he blesses me along the way. I don't understand that. <laughs> I'm like Ruth. You know why? Because Bo, I really believe Boaz was struck on her. He noticed her. And Jesus got struck on us. And he loves us and cares for us. How many times has the Lord let handfuls of purpose fall for you? How many times? Just like Brother Bob talked, that was a handful of purpose and a handful on purpose. God done it on purpose. Simply because Brother Bob asked. That's all that was about. I just answered prayer. How many times has God ever answered your prayers? Didn't have to, but he wanted to. He wanted to joy your heart. Wanted to joy your heart. And see you get excited. Ruth goes home. 
She gets them handfuls of purpose and she goes home with five and a quarter gallons worth of, worth of beat out corn and barley. And even, even Naomi realized that somebody took notice of her. Because in, in verse 20 or verse 19, Naomi asked her, said, uh, where'd you work at? Where'd you glean at? And said, blessed be he that did take knowledge of thee. I'm telling you, they, something happens in our life that folk can tell that somebody took knowledge of us. Yeah, what are you talking about, preacher? I'm telling you that somebody ought to be able to look at us in, in a short period of time and know there's something different about us than the rest of this world. She come home with a handful of stuff. And then Naomi said this, Blessed be the Lord who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. I thought my soul, I was dying. And he sure enough, give me some kindness. You come to chapter 3. Naomi tells her, said, Boaz is our next of kin. And Boaz is a kinsman redeemer, by the way. And she says, if you'll go down there and see him, said, uh, tell him what you want to happen. Said that you want to become his wife. Said, you go down to the threshing floor and you can read that. You, you, you can read that whole story. We ain't got time. Man, time has got by me today. We ain't going to be here tonight. We wasn't here Wednesday night. So, man, y'all getting it all today. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so she goes down there and tells Boaz, I want you to redeem me. I want you to buy everything that we've got. That's basically what she goes down there and tells him. He says, okay, I'll do that. She come down there in the dead of night and about midnight, that's when Boaz realized she was there laying, laying at his feet. Well, that's where we come to get redeemed, ain't it? As at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. We got to find ourselves in a lowly position. In a humble position. I, I, I remember that night that I got saved, I found myself on my knees. And, and any pride that I had was, was sure enough leaving because I was going to have to get humble. And here she is. She realized her position, but she realized he is. And I think she realized that he liked her because she found grace. And I'm glad there was a night that I realized that Jesus liked me and that he loved me and that I had found some grace. I'm glad of that. And so she goes down there and, 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 and wants to be redeemed. And so here's, here's what he told her. He said, I'll do my part. He said, there's one yet between me and you and we'll see what he wants to do about it. But said, I'm going to do my part. I want to show you something. Look in verse 15 of chapter 3 and we'll move on chapter 4 because i got to quit. Also he said, Bring the veil that thou hast upon thee and hold it. And when she held it, he measured six measures of barley and laid it on her and she went into the city. Now a lot of y'all have heard me say this before. You, you go back to chapter 2 when she is gleaning in the field. She got five and one quarter gallons basically. If I put two gallons... 
of barley. When she goes and lays at Boaz's feet and gets the rest and gets the promise of redemption, when she leaves, she gets ten and a half gallons. She got twice as much by laying at his feet. Now this is going to get important here in a second, okay? She got twice as much at his feet than she ever got by laboring in the field. Now think about that for just a second. I'm going to tell you, church, uh, most of the time we, we'll get twice as much at his feet than we'll ever get laboring in the field. You said, I ain't to labor. No, we're to labor. We're to serve. But I, I'm going to tell you, what did he tell Martha over there? He said, Mary had chosen the good part. What was that? Learning at his feet. And he said, I'm not going to take that away from Mary. He said, Martha, Martha, you're cumbered about with too much service. I want us to serve. We need to serve. But there needs to be a time that we've got to get at His feet and get along with Him and get next to Him. Get drawn up to Him. And you'll get something from that. So you know what, you know what Boaz does? He does exactly what he said he would do. Ruth goes to him. That's why Jesus said, Come to me, all you that labor and heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. You've got to come to Christ. And so here it is. He goes and he talks to that other feller. There's ten witnesses here. And that other feller was not willing to redeem them. Not willing to redeem Ruth. And so Boaz said, that's what I'm going to do. In verse 10 of chapter 4, he said, Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of Melon, have I purchased to be my wife? He purchased her. He bought her. How much do you think he loved her to buy her? How much, do, listen to me now, this is, this is where it's going to get very important. How much do you think Jesus loved you to buy you? He bought you. He was, he was willing to give something for you. Just not something but was willing to give everything for you. He purchased. That's how much Jesus loved us. He loved us enough that He gave everything. You know, what, what was it I preached on not too long ago? Talked about how that, that though He was rich, yet for His sake He became poor, that through His poverty you might be rich. Talking about the grace of God right there. I'm talking about ain't God good. And I know I've smushed all this together with lost people and saved people. I know that. But he redeemed her. He bought, I looked at that and I thought, my soul. He said, moreover, Ruth, the Moabites, the wife of Malon, have I purchased to be my wife. And here's what he said. To raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance. You know, when, he got, when, when we got saved, he raised up the dead, didn't he? Ephesians 2 said, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. He saved us to make us alive and give us an inheritance. He said, Preacher, what was so big deal about the five and a quarter gallons and the ten and a half gallons, because she started out with five and a quarter gallons, she ended up with ten and a half gallons, and now that she's married, she's got the whole farm, don't she? She's got it all. 
all belongs to her. I mean, I know it's Boaz's, but do you realize that we're heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus the Lord? I mean, everything heaven's got, we've got this morning. I don't think I understand that. I mean, I know it's true. Just like you turn on the light switch, I know them lights will come on if there's power over at TVA. I know they'll come on. And I know it's the truth. But I don't understand it. I don't understand how he could pay for me, save me, make me part of his family, and give me everything when I wasn't worth nothing. I don't get it. You know what that's called? Grace. Grace. Ain't God good? Ain't God good? Hadn't God been good to you today? He's been good to me. He's been good to me. Let's bow our heads this morning if we would.